0: Actually, it's playing out better to open the season than any of us thought. It's 36 degrees. There's heat in the sun. There's intensity in Old Sol. The field looks wonderful. Not a hell of a lot of wind. I'm going to take you down memory lane here
1: in a moment. Last night was fun watching him play in the snow. Oh, my word. I didn't have to be there, obviously, but... uh,
0: Let's uh, clean up some old business. The club pro guy never got back to us. Well, we keep trying someday,
1: huh? Almost like he works in office.
0: Almost like he works here. <laughs> okay, and then yeah. yesterday, all of us were terribly intrigued uh, by the astronomer uh, uh, Patrick Kelly, a U of M assistant professor of physics and astronomy, who has led an international research team that discovered the star that is the farthest away from us. A- and we we can't understand that. Uh, how- it's nine point three billion light years from Earth, so we have questions, mm-hmm. and he's going to join us right after the top of the two o'clock hour because we can't answer those questions. No, but you know what? Yeah. I'm curious. I have some questions. I wonder, I'm, if he, and I'm uh, afraid they will reveal me to really be a dummy. My only hope
1: is that if he, I haven't done that already. If he caught part of yesterday's program in which the I, you, three of do us, you
0: think a research. <laughs> A professor of physics and astronomy is listening to us. Well, maybe maybe he's thinking, I'm going
1: to tune in and see what the boys got to say.
0: And I've determined that the golfer, Tony Finnell, he could play hockey. Oh, for his toughness. He gets a hole in one yesterday Mm -hmm. in the par three tournament at the Masters. And then he literally is jumping up and down for joy and ran the length of the uh, fairway, I don't know what, maybe to retrieve the ball, got halfway down and, and his ankle oh, turned on him. he just gave out. Well, did you watch the whole video? I, I I was squeamish. Okay, but what he did is he bent down, he popped the bone, he popped his ankle back into place. Oh. He's playing today. Now, he could play hockey.
1: If this was any other tournament, would he be playing? I don't know. If this was, you know, the FedEx Open and Let's put whatever. it this way.
0: If he played Major League Baseball he'd be on the 90-day DL. Right.
1: We'd see him after no, I'm the serious. All-Star game. You're right. You're exactly right. He
0: bent down. He pushed it back. You oh. see it. You can see it go back into place, and he starts playing again. Yesterday, Patrick was saying, Ah, that guy from Tonga, He's pretty tough. He's, uh, he, was, of course, was born in Salt Lake City, Utah. He's, <laughs> he's an American. He is of Tongan and Samoan descent, but ah. he's, an, he's an American kid. He was born in Salt Lake City in 1989. You're saying our guy might have jumped the gun a bit. Ah, He's from the Pacific Rim. Nope. He's from Salt Lake City. I didn't know either. I thought the same thing. Because he has a very distinct Pacific uh, Island
1: look. Well, it was such a shame because it it was his kids, right? Running out saying, Dad, what a great... And then,
0: boom, he just collapses. Another piece of old business before I forget. So I'm, I'm hearing on the radio today, I heard it multiple times... An advertisement for the movie Chappaquiddick, uh, where Ted Kennedy left a woman to drown. Okay, allegedly. I don't have much doubt. So it's the true story of Ted Kennedy and Mary Jo Kopechny, right? Mm-hmm. And, and at the end, and they, it's the movie voice. It's, it's, and then at the end, you hear him say, uh, rate of PG-13 for disturbing scenery and blah, 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 and historical smoking. What? Uh-huh. It's come to that. There has to be guy I mean, we've Do- lost all moral and ethical groundwork in this country, but we sure as hell have to tell you that there's historical smoking in this movie. Do we not show smoking in movies anymore? Yeah, but maybe from here on out you'll have to provide that as one of the cautions. Historical smoking. Historical.
1: I had to write smoking. a note to myself. I gotta I gotta look this up historical smoking. Oh.
0: All right. What'd you say it was 36? 36. We're getting some melt on. You know what you you know what we've all uh, done this year myself included. We've fallen into the trap of of believing that this can't be this shouldn't be uh it's never been this bad in April. I dug out the Bible once there was a ballpark, the Seasons of the Met. Oh, man. By yours truly. Never made any money on this, but boy, does it come in handy. Mm-hmm. Just,
1: You'll be happy to know, by the way, hmm. I had relatives up for Easter. Yeah. And uh, I, my, my brother-in-law drove up from Iowa. They bring this book with them? No, but I, he wanted something to read. Yeah. Big baseball fan. I yeah. said, boom, right here. Right there. Loved it.
0: All right, Here. We think, we think, oh my, we haven't been through this before. Mm-hmm. 11 of the 21 home openers in Bloomington were on or after April 14th. The temperatures range from the coldest opener was 1962. Okay. When the Twins opened... At home on April 14th. They were to have opened April 12th, but there was a snowstorm that dumped a foot of snow Mm -hmm. on two-thirds of the state, six inches in the Twin Cities. They postponed until the next day, Friday the 13th, set a record for two degrees that morning on April 14th. They finally played it on the 14th, which is a Saturday, 33 degrees 8,363 people. So that opener was colder than today and more than a week later in the season. Yeah, nine days after. Mm -hmm. The openers have been as warm as 89 degrees, April 22nd, 1980, their last season outdoors. No, I'm sorry, 81 was their last season outdoors. Uh, The problem is fewer teams back then. Yep. Uh, the players hadn't achieved the uh, bargaining clout that they now enjoy. Mm-hmm. The season was shorter. They hadn't yet negotiated so many off days as they do now. Yep, there were double headers, mm-hmm. so you were playing. You could you, you, a team could afford to have its home opener on mid-April. Now they might have been on the road before that, but teams were not opening in March. Mm-hmm. All right, a game was snowed out. I'll give you this one, too. The game was snowed out. Uh, I got it here. You can get it. You can get them. Uh, Snowiest non-opener. May 2nd, 1976. May 2nd. 1.2 inches of snow in the Twin Cities. It was melted by game time, but the field was too soggy, and there was still snow in the shadowed uh, areas of the park, so that game was canceled. Postponed until the next day. May 2nd. 1976. So what year
1: was it suggested that the owner bring out the jet engine?
0: That that was probably, I'll probably tell you that. Now, I, I learned that today. It probably was in 1962. Okay. Uh, let me tell you about 62. That's when uh, Arnie Gaethel of the St. Paul Pioneer Press said to Calvin it, uh, they could probably warm the field with jet engines. And Arnie meant, you know, gas-powered flamethrowers. Sure. But Arnie called them jet engines. And Calvin said, Arno, how are you going to land a plane in there?
1: Oh, where'd my rim
0: shot go? I, you know, I'm going to find the guy that sold us this thing. Uh, what else can I tell you? In other words, yes, we're all suffering and we all wish it was warmer. And But there's nothing new here. Nothing new here. 30... Three degrees, uh, April 14th, 1962 opener. Uh, Then you see uh, 49, 56, 44, 52, 51, 62, 59, 49, 53, 44, 51, 53, 48. 75 degrees in 1976, April 13th. Uh, 77 degrees, 1977, April 15th. Then it dropped back to 50. On April 14th, 1978, 63 in 1979, on April 17th, as I said, 89 degrees, April 22, 1980, Uh, and April 9, 1981, 63 degrees. So, uh, and just recently in 2014, uh, the Twins had the coldest game ever against Toronto, right here, 31 degrees. Now that's barely the coldest game ever. Right? 31. Uh, Here, I'll tell you what the coldest game ever was prior to that. Got it. Uh, I got it here. You can get them. Uh, I can get it. Uh, Coldest. Coldest. Here. Uh, 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 The Twins and Yankees played on Tuesday night, May 2nd, 1967. Yankees in town, May 2nd, 1967, mm-hmm. 8,100 people showed up. The temperature at game time was 32 degrees. Wow. That's one degree warmer than this game in 2014 at Target Field, where they played at 31. See how we forget these things? 32 degrees with a northwest wind at 17. There was a wind chill factor of 9 above at that night game against the Yankees. And until 2014, that was the coldest. So were they going to be really cold? No, they're going to be okay. They're going to be all right. All right, they're going to be okay. Just a moment, please. Just a moment. Oh boy, I love this thing. Tony Finnell, who yesterday bent over and popped his own ankle back into place, the guy from Salt Lake City. He's one under through five. He's two off the lead. Really? He could play hockey. He
1: could play hockey. It's tough seeing those beautiful scenes from Augusta when we got a foot of snow. Outside. What did I just tell you? I know. What? What did I just tell you? No, I don't. Walk me through the record books. I get it. No, I want to. I want
0: to repeat the date for myself. No. Uh, I'll get it. April Fourteenth, nineteen sixty-two. Oh. Foot of snow. I know. Okay. I get that it happens, but see, we forget that. I While know. we remember, we we shouldn't. Rem- the reason we forget it is okay. we don't okay. remember pain. Okay. okay. Next year it'll be seventy-two on opening day. Well, like you it, won't
1: remember this, like it was in two thousand and ten when we opened the stadium and it was seventy-five degrees outside. I don't think it was that warm. Yes, it was. Garrett, I'm going to look it up. I remember it because. A bunch of us were there, including Latangela. A group of us. Went, I was there, and
0: I I, for- and I missed the flyover. <laughs> That's right, I forgot. Yeah. forgot to look up. Where'd it go? I ought, ought to, a, I ought to really do well with Mister Kelly. I can't even see a plane fly overhead, much less figure out the light of it was April twelfth, correct? Of two thousand ten. Yeah. I don't know. April. 12th. I know St. Louis was in here for a couple games, or Atlanta, or somebody. It was St. Louis, and it was, it was brutal, freezing. Yeah. Historical smoking. There's got to be a link there between those of us or those of them who would rewrite our history and historical smoking. I I haven't put the link together yet. Yesterday I was mentioning uh, I saw some uh, portion of a uh, biography of JFK. There's been a million of them. CNN happens to be doing it again. I don't know what new we're supposed to learn. <clears throat> but there was uh, actual footage of a uh, George Wallace uh, blocking the door to black kids at Alabama. And I said, I don't understand that. So I get this note today from offsite correspondent Downing. Mm hmm. He said, I wasn't born until 1963. Like you, I have a hard time believing what I see of the segregated South and old news footage. I don't mean I'm a denier, I mean I'm astonished that Americans could be like that. I also ask, how could George Wallace do that? I can't fathom it, yet I know it happened. Here's an amateur link for you Governor Wallace and Lake Calhoun. We must not remove racists like Governor Wallace from history. We must not remove the fact that slavery was common and legal from history. Future generations need to know what we are capable of. If we remove the evidence, if we make uh, Lake Calhoun and Wallace go away, we run the danger of turning slavery and racism into myths that people can deny. We have Holocaust deniers now, 70 years after the fact. In the future, people will say, Wallace who? Calhoun who? They'll say, oh, come on, people wouldn't have really elected someone like that. You're exaggerating. They'll say, oh, come on, slavery couldn't have really been that bad. People wouldn't be allowed to treat each other like that. But we know it's true. People are capable of terrible things. Never forget, don't try to erase history. As the saying goes, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Well, Downing's right on the money. Mm -hmm. You can't pretend that John Calhoun didn't exist. You can't pretend that George Wallace didn't exist. You can't pretend that smoking exists. But see, they're, they're they're not denying smoking. I can't put the link together. The Hollywood crowd is so precious now, they're going to they're gonna warn us that you're about to see some smoking. Wouldn't the logical next step for these uh, history changers be to never have smoking in a movie again? And if if we are going to apply the term hypocrite to
1: them, then what about... All of the violence. They're they're, they're never going to shy away from that aspect of movie making. Mm -mm. Well,
0: speaking of that. Speaking of that. Facebook apologized Wednesday after rejecting a Catholic college ad on Good Friday that showed Jesus on the cross. Facebook, uh, (laughs) a spokesman from Ohio's Franciscan University of Steubenville said Facebook rejected the graduate program's ad depicting the crucifixion because the image can't contain shocking, sensational, or excessively violent content. Hello? (laughs) That would. So what are they? Uh, I wouldn't give Facebook thirty seconds of my time. I should give you an account. I should build I don't, you Well, I have one here, right? We have an account. Well, the for, show does. Yeah, the show. The does.
1: has a Facebook page yeah. to reach just, out to GL. I
0: find that deplorable. They're they're just they're insidious, hypocritical fools, and 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 all of you people who think you it's great. They're selling every scrap of information they can dig up on you.
1: And when you see all of the ads that pop up
0: on any news article you might click on or a website you might go to, that's part of the problem. Facebook approved other ads with the exact same image, which again leads you to wonder if it, uh, a low-level staffer who skims many ads and just had something personal against this one. This is a quote from, uh, uh, I don't know who the quote's from, uh, not Cameron Crowe, is it? Uh, Crow told Fox News he hopes the dust up will compel others to consider Jesus more seriously. I hope people take another look at the cross and see what God did for us, he told the network, whether it's a return to faith or an investigation of this weird thing called Christianity. Uh, But they wouldn't, uh, they don't know why. They don't know who rejected it, but it got rejected. Oh, I know what I'm looking at here. Just a minute. I just don't understand. Brood something up. I misplaced two. I'll straighten this up for you in a moment. Okay. We got to do. Uh, we got to do John Height. Here's John Height reading
2: very good things about an upcoming documentary on Elvis on HBO. It's supposed to be phenomenal. Oh, so.
0: I wish I I just was never part of the Elvis crowd. I mean, I, I You'd watch that though. I don't, though, wouldn't I don't you? trust
2: you at that point, C.
0: I know, and yeah. I. I mean, you're, you've, I can't get you to watch Arcade Fire. I mean, it's somewhat along the same lines, isn't it? Huh? Huh?
1: (laughs)
2: Really? Yeah, you're right. One helped invent a form of music and the other's a boring. Oh,
0: excuse me. They're not boring. Oh, they're exciting. You're boring. They're They're anthemic. Anthemic. Rock uh yeah, I'll watch that. I, I, yeah, I'm I gotta, a, uh, I'm a fan of good documentaries. Yes, I, I would watch that. I
2: don't have HBO, but I'm gonna have to. I may have to. I get it. Well, just don't for... you
0: spin thrift it or snap Google it? Or I, whatever I can the hell I can do. Th- I can do it through yeah. my Roku. I there can get go. it. Yeah.
1: but I see I can get it for a month and then sure. cancel
0: it. And so know. that's probably. what I'll uh, we'll uh,
1: do. Speaking of HBO, have you guys <laughs> seen the preview for the Joe Paterno thing in which Al Pacino plays Joe? No,
0: no. but that see that wouldn't interest me. I know it doesn't, but he looks exactly like Joe Paterno. You can get him to do
2: that. Have you, do you, you have HBO, correct, Joe? Oh, yeah. Have you uh, watched the Gary Shandling documentary? No. I have to watch that, too. So Anyway, uh, sunny and 36 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit the Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Twins home opener about an hour and a half away from starting down at Target Field. Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Twins today. Lefty James Paxton for Seattle. Uh, With Paxton pitching, we have uh, a lot of right-handers in the Twins lineup. Here's your lineup. Dozier, Maurer, Soneau, Grossman, DH and hitting cleanup. Buxton, Kepler. Uh, Ryan Lamar, the youngster. Well, he's not really young anymore. He's 29, but he's uh, new to the team. Let's put it that way. He'll
0: play left field, to hit seventh, Adrianza and Garver
2: for the Twins.
0: You know, if you're anywhere on the left side of the field, above third base, along down the left side there, and you sit in the sun, you're damn near going to be comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In the
1: lower deck because it doesn't. Yeah. The wind doesn't blow too bad yeah. in that lower deck. Yeah. Uh, at the Masters. Martin. You mean the seats that are never occupied when it's July 13th because yeah. the sun's beating down on you so <laughs> yeah, bad.
2: Yeah. At the Masters, uh, Mark Leishman is 3-under through 12. He's uh, in the number 1 spot. A couple folks tied at 2-under. Bernard Weisberger through 17. Vige. I'm going to go with Leishman. Leishman? I think Is it so. Leishman? I think okay. that's what
0: I've heard. All right.
2: Yeah. Uh, Bernard Weisberger, uh, Vijay Singh is at 2-under through 16, and Henrik Stenson is 2-under through 10. Patrick uh, took that Weisberger. He I never even heard of. I haven't he heard. I only took guys that I'd heard of too. Yeah. That was a problem for me. There were two groups I hadn't heard of anybody. So, I just well, had to guess on those. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's the way I do my basketball. <laughs> uh Tiger, if you're wondering, he's through 12. He is 3 over. At yeah, the he
0: hit it in the drink on 12. Ooh.
1: And he hit a spectator. Didn't he hit a spectator on
0: 11? Yeah. Uh
1: fact-based Bill writes I don't know that this qualifies as a donation to the scan bucket. You be the judge. Mm-hmm. I had said opening day here against the Red Sox when Target Field opened on April 12, 2010. Mm-hmm. It was 75. Bill writes and says it was 68. But I also looked at AccuWeather's historical records and said the daytime high was 70.
0: I'm going to uh, not contribute to the bucket for a couple of degrees off. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. News. But I knew it wasn't 75. It was nice, though. Was I, nice. Did, I saw a
2: thing in the paper where it said uh, game time it was 65, if that helps any. It does help. How about, it the, started, How
1: about so. the fact they got the date right?
0: I remember being there, and it was pleasant. Yes, it was very pleasant. And I remember
1: you buying a around. I probably did. And missing the flight. Yep. Yeah. Staring at your shoes. I'm looking at the, the ground.
2: The planes went overhead. <laughs>
1: News notes from today. Anoka
2: Technical College went into lockdown around noon today, according to a tweet from the school. The lockdown lasted for almost an hour before the all-clear was issued. The school advised people in the building at the time to find a safe location and lock doors. Anoka police tweeted at 1241 the situation had been resolved, saying everyone is safe. Not a lot of details, but the Anoka police did tweet the situation did not involve an active shooter. Minneapolis firefighters battled a fire at a restaurant in the North Loop this morning. A tweet from the fire department said a structure fire was reported at 201 Washington Avenue North. That would be the location of the Red Rabbit restaurant. Subsequent, uh, subsequent tweets said heavy smoke was showing and firefighters got there and the fire was in the kitchen area. By mid-morning, the department said the bulk of the fire was out and the crews continued to extinguish some hot spots. No injuries reported. The matter remains under investigation. President Trump signed a proclamation last night directing the National Guard to be deployed to the U.S.-Mexico border. The president said in the memorandum to his Secretaries of Defense and Homeland Security and to his Attorney General that the situation at the border has now reached a point of crisis. The document ordered the Secretary of Defense to support the Department of Homeland Security in securing the southern border to stop the flow of drugs and people. And it orders the agency heads to submit a report within 30 days outlining what other steps can be taken. The president said lawlessness at the southern border is fundamentally incompatible with the safety, security, and sovereignty of the American people, adding that his administration has no choice
1: but to act. Joe Ken writes, if memory serves me, my dad took us kids to that Saturday opener in 1962 after the snowstorm you spoke of. I recall that a helicopter was used to help prep the field. Would we used a chopper? I think so. Sure. Well, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know we used the chopper.
0: Well, back in those days. Uh,
1: well, I know we didn't have the technology we do now. I mean, they didn't have a heated field there. No, you got a heated field here at Target Field. Didn't we? Uh, what was the story with Lambo? Where they they heated the field and then they took the tarps off and it froze to mud or the mud froze? Oh, I <laughs> Wasn't that the ice bowl story? I don't story? know that story. Oh, I thought you yeah. told that one, Johnny. No, I'm sorry. Me.
2: Uh, you know what we used to do in Legion Ball? We used to get gasoline and start the mound on fire
0: to try and <laughs> get rid of Really? Oh, well, yeah. See, yeah. I can identify. I tried to melt the hump once at the end of the driveway. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Didn't work. How that work out? Didn't work. British police issued a
2: statement today with I the. I just wish I could see your neighbors.
1: <laughs> well, there he goes.
2: What's he going to do this What the hell is <laughs> now?
0: God bless it. He lit the driveway on fire.
2: <laughs> Uh, British police issued a statement today with the first public remarks attributed to the daughter of a Russian former double agent who remains hospitalized with her dad, Sergei Skripal, after that nerve agent attacked on March 4th in Salisbury, England. London's Metropolitan Police Force quotes Yulia Scripple as thanking everyone who came to their aid and asking that everyone appreciate that the entire episode is somewhat disorienting. She said in the statement, I hope that you'll respect my privacy and that of my family during the period of my convalescence. The statement, which opens by confirming that she woke up about a week ago and says she's glad to say her strength is growing, was released soon after Russian media broadcast audio of a purported phone call between Yulia and her cousin in Russia, Victoria Scripple. In that call, which is said to have taken place on April 5th, the woman who identifies herself as Yulia says she and her dad are both fine and making good recoveries. The woman who police say shot three people at YouTube's headquarters was prolific at producing videos and posting them online, many of them bizarre, like a clip in which she removes a revealing purple dress to expose fake breasts with the message, Don't Trust Your Eyes. In others, Nassim Agdam exercises, promotes animal rights, and explains the vegan diet, often in elaborate costumes, or carrying a rabbit. The videos have become central to the motive authorities have settled on for the shooting. Agdam's anger with the policies of YouTube, the world's biggest online video website. Agdam, who was in her late 20s, posted the videos under the online name Nasimi Sobs, and a website in that name decried YouTube's policies, saying the company was trying to suppress content creators. People who post on YouTube can get money from advertisements that accompany their videos, but the company demonetizes some channels for reasons including what they call inappropriate material or having fewer than 1,000 subscribers. Never underestimate the power of a
0: meme. It is meme, right? I want to make sure I say it right. M-E-M-E. Why is it pronounced meme? Meme. Why wouldn't it be meme But it's meme, Jeff, You're right. It's meme, right? Yeah. I wasn't sure.
1: Isn't that what Beaker usually says in the Muppets? Mimi.
2: (laughs) Uh, Fleetwood Mac's 1977 song, Dreams, has had a sudden resurgence on the charts after a user synced the song up to a video of a black college dance group, the Golden Girls from Alcorn State University, performing. A Twitter user uploaded the video of the Golden Girls dancing against Dreams, which instantly went viral.
0: Were the girls dancing to Dreams?
2: Uh, They weren't originally, but the person synced up their dancing to the song, Dreams, by Fleetwood Mac.
0: I'm trying to remember the song.
2: Uh, got it, Chris? It's kind of a, a mellow kind of Stevie Nicks kind of kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah I have it right here. Thank no, that's, so that's not it, Chris. Rain. You said the Golden Girls. Oh, nice down, anyway, the back. song, which was
2: originally on Fleetwood Mac's Rumors album, <laughs> which is also was just inducted into the National Recording Registry, has made Billboard's Hot Rock Songs chart for the second week in a row, taking the number 16 slot after appearing at number 14 last week. Uh, Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac wrote Dreams as a message to her boyfriend at the time and, of course, bandmate at the time, Lindsay Buckingham, when they were in the midst of a breakup. The original video was taken last year, showing the Golden Girls dancing to the beat of the Alcorn State University marching
0: band. It was a long story, wasn't it, Chad? It was. There, that's well, Dreams. yeah, I know that song. Yeah. This is a great tune. Mm, that album sold a few copies. Yes, oh, it, it did. did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is Dave Dahl coming up? I think so. Hi, Dave. Oh, Hi there, Joe. How
3: are you? Good. We're up to 37 degrees, a lot of sunshine out there. It could but be worse. Yeah, it could be a lot worse yeah. for the opening day. We are expecting to see the um, snow showers start to develop by, by 5, 530. So the game's going to start without a problem, I think, and temperatures are going to stay in the upper 30s. We'll probably reach a high at least 38, maybe 39 or 40, and then start to drop off. And uh, we see these snow showers come through, really not produce too much. Low tonight, though, all the way down to 14 we didn't make the record, by the way. Got down to 13 this morning. We didn't get the record? No. Oh. And I don't understand that because all the, all the suburbs were down the single digits above zero. But the airport dropped to yeah, um,
0: Urban Heat Island. thirteen.
3: It really was showing itself last night and early this morning. Uh, Friday's high. Tomorrow's high only 27, up to 32 on Saturday. And then Sunday into Monday, we have a pretty good substantial area of snow moving through the way it appears right now. Uh, it's going to be significant snow Sunday night, especially into early Monday. Uh, it's going to be a, a kind of a nightmare on Monday. 36 for the high, though, and um, temperatures continue to warm up to 38 on Tuesday, 50 on Wednesday, and then for Thursday, 56. Showers and a few thunderstorms are possible. As a stronger storm system moves through the central plains, it's going to come right up into southern Minnesota and produce quite a bit of rainfall, which could be a bad thing as well with all the frozen ground that we have. That could cause some flooding problems if the rainfall gets heavy, and that would be Wednesday night into Thursday. It's something we'll watch. But for now, going for a high today, it may get up there close to 40. We're at 37 right now.
0: All right. Thank you. Reed, go ahead, please.
4: Uh, Yes, sir, Jerry. This is in Listening to your show, and uh, I hear that when you did the flyover happen in 2010 that you were buying adult beverages and missed it.
0: Well, no, I wasn't actually at a beer counter. I just forgot that you were flying over. Uh. <laughs>
1: it was shortly after he had made the purchase for the crew. Yeah. <laughs> were you in the formation? I let it. Oh, boy. Wow. Where'd you take yeah. off from, Duluth?
4: Uh, Duluth. Um, yeah, Duluth. We, and we held over... Uh, over white bear lake and another guy a buddy of mine was in the stands with a radio and the steels had that thing the timing wired so they said it's going to take two minutes and next seconds for that to happen and when they started we headed towards the stadium and and they were they were spot on so they made the, the uh they made it easy for us
0: man that had to be a thrill are you still flying uh, I retired from doing that
4: job, um, but uh, yeah, I'm so fine. We didn't know when we actually flew over there. The left center field bleachers uh, stands there. They were be shooting fireworks. So I got a little uh, surprise as I crossed <laughs> over the. Uh, oh,
0: God, <laughs> almighty. They're shooting at us, boys! They're shooting at you. How long is it? How long did it take you to get back to Duluth?
4: Uh depends on how much gas you want to burn. In I mean, other words,
0: get... what, what what could you have gotten back in? What's the shortest time? Uh, you can, let me do the math here,
4: you can probably make it down in about 10 minutes. (laughs) But there's going to be a lot of unhappy homeowners with windows missing if you do that.
0: Yeah. What what type of plane were you flying? F-16s. F-16s. Wow. wow. Now, uh, today a different crew, but from the same place is going to do it, Right. Uh, I don't know what they're doing because I'm in the Belich right now and it's snowing. I don't know what the
4: visibility is. Oh, so really? Supposed to, I don't know if they're setting the flower or not. But. All
0: right. Well, thanks well, we for know, calling. That's... Thank you. Uh, hey, Joe, good luck. Good luck. Man. Wow. You know, you know, you got to have a set on you. <laughs> not only to fly that fast, but okay. Yeah. He gets a call from the buddy mm-hmm. and he says, boys, let's go. We're in. The timing was perfect. And he sees fireworks. Oh. Boys, they're shooting at us. <laughs> I might have soiled myself. Yeah, well, I don't
1: think the likes of us are equipped to handle a job yeah, like that. It. Can I finish this Facebook thing?
0: Because I, I apologize.
1: Just I followed it up. about the steady hand, too, if you're just off my mm-hmm. oh. uh,
0: So Facebook uh, denied uh, Ohio Franciscan University of Steubenville a, an ad because they thought that the uh, picture of uh, uh, the crucifixion was too violent, Right. Uh, Tom Crow, the college's web communications director, told Fox News the image shows the San Damiano cross, a significant piece of iconography for the Franciscan order, as it is believed God spoke to St. Francis through this cross. The San Damiano cross also was prominently displayed throughout the Steubenville campus. It's an ornate uh, cross. It's a lovely uh, cross, if a cross could be lovely. Facebook approved other ads with the exact same image, which again leads me to believe it wasn't an algorithm, but it was a low-level staffer who skims many, many ads and just had something personal against this one, Crow told Fox News. I'll reiterate that I am not claiming systemic religious bigotry at Facebook, but in this case, it seems something like that happened in a one- situation facebook called the ad rejection a mistake and told fox news it was approved friday that was approved monday yeah but you know good friday uh, they they wanted good friday uh our team processes millions of ads each week and sometimes we make mistakes a facebook spokesman said this image does not violate our policies we apologize for the error and have already let the advertiser know we approved their ad Crowe wrote about the incident in a university blog post titled, He Was Rejected, the network reported, drawing out the deeper meaning of human beings rejecting the idea of Christ suffering for sins. Uh, and then it goes on, In his aftermath, Crowe said he hopes the dust-up will compel others to consider uh, Jesus more seriously. So Facebook b- backpedaled on this one. And uh, this uh, Tom Crow fellow, the college's web communications director, uh uh, is not holding them accountable for religious bigotry. So he's being a larger man. He's being a good guy. Why are we having all these phones go crazy? Director of social media.
1: I am. Um, <clears throat> Reed called back with some more fascinating information. All right. And so I was getting his uh, his oh. contact information. Oh. We should have him on. He's got some really cool stuff. I
0: don't know what the other people are calling. Probably something dumb one of us said on the air. All right. would be my guess. Yeah. Okay. Do you need anything? No I'm hesitant to uh, uh, take everybody down the garage logic service road of life on a, a I know it's a festive day. Uh, twins are opening uh, the masters is underway uh, Timberwolves play tonight uh, spring will break at some point uh, but i had I had deep thoughts today and I'm trying to figure out when I'm gonna get to them because at two o'clock we're gonna talk to uh, Patrick Kelly, who is a uh, U of M assistant professor of physics and astronomy. And as we discovered yesterday, he led a team that set an astronomical distance record. They've spotted the farthest individual star ever seen. And we don't get that. It's 9.3 billion light years from Earth. Uh, So how did he see it? And what what about the stars I'm looking at? Is that light on its way here? And when it gets here, what happens? How many years is a bazillion? <laughs> it's a lot. A bazillion light years. Mm-hmm. Well, it, so I'm anxious to talk with someone of that pay scale because that's way over my head. I want you to throw them some theories. I don't have any. Oh, you should throw some out
1: there. Yeah.
0: I mean, I missed the flyover. I can't, <laughs> you know. We, uh, i can't speak for everybody but do you know why we love the masters why is that joe because we've gotten to know the course familiarity sure no i mean i know i can close my eyes and see every hole
1: and you can just look and you know exactly
0: what hole they're playing mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. which which one is tiger on right now which one did they just show Either 15 or 16, I needed a little wider shot to see, but sure. they both have water. I think it was 15. He got one back at 14, he's only plus two.
1: An emailer submitted me some master slash golf trivia that I want to throw at you and Corzo at the three o'clock hour. Oh yeah? I'm I'm curious to know your your memory and your history of Augusta. All okay.
0: I'll be more than willing to take your test. I was going to say, I think you're going to ace it. Hey, stay tuned. We're having uh, Patrick Kelly come on. U of M Assistant Professor of Physics and Astronomy. That's a first for GL, isn't it? What, someone smart on the show? Yeah. (laughs) A teacher.